right around the corner. From the Jet Rose Barbecue Studio, ask about the Murph and Andy Shoe, Texas Toast, Brisket Burger Patties, French Fries, all smothered in cheese sauce for just ten sixty three at any Jet Rose location. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon. Uh, coming up, we will speak with Adam Teicher, ESPN.com. He covers the Kansas City Chiefs. Is there something? Was there something? Was there a set to uh, perhaps at halftime of the AFC Championship? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pick um, his brain coming up here, Teicher's brain coming up here in about oh, 15 minutes or thereabouts. Right now, the Iowa Wild are in town. They've been in town. They've got Texas tomorrow night, Rockford on Friday night, and Ben Gislason, the voice of the Wild, joins us to help promote those games, set up the weekend. Hello, Ben. How are you? Great to be on with you, Ken and Trent. Thanks so much for having me here this morning. Looking forward to puck drop here. Uh, a busy few days for us, yeah. three games and four nights, but... Uh, that's the business. Well, and that's the, when the state tournament gives you a little bit of an, a, a window there. You take advantage of it, right, before you head right back uh, out on the road. You know what I want to start with you as, as a kid who was here for um, a good portion of the beginning of the regular season, but will never be back again, and that's Matt Boldy. My gosh, um, what a player he is and what a factor he's going to be as he matures a little bit with the Minnesota Wild. He's a power forward. He's he, I don't think he's played enough, Ben, to get serious consideration for the Calder, the Rookie of the Year. But, man, had he of, uh, he would have been, I think, one of the favorites. Um, obviously, you saw him on a night-in and night-out basis before he made his way uh, up to the big league, uh, to the NHL. Uh, you could tell right away he was going to be a star. It was an instant impact uh, for me. I remember I, I was lucky enough last year to get to call his first game uh, because that was still when Joe O'Donnell was here, and then he was actually filling in up in Minnesota for that game where Boldy arrived. Uh, and there was obviously tons of pomp and circumstance around this kid, 12th overall pick for Minnesota. And I actually can even go back further. I remember watching him in the, with the National Team Development Program uh, when he was in Michigan playing in the USHL when I was with the Des Moines Buccaneers, and that was a team that had record setters all over it. It was really highlighted by, obviously, Jack Hughes, mm. uh, uh, Cam York on the back end, Spencer Knight and Gold. Those are three guys that broke records. But I remember the two games we played them, Matt Boldy was the best player on the ice. And I was thinking, who is this kid? Well, yeah. Now the Wild draft him, and then he comes in, and uh, he has all the makings to be a guy that I really think could be a perennial all-star in, in the National Hockey League. And I, and I don't think that, that that's too high of a ceiling for him. Um, he has size. He has immense shooting ability. Cerebrally is the thing that I think really sets him apart. That I remember I, I talked to Darby Hendrickson last week, assistant coach for Minnesota, about Matt, and asked him, if we, what are the things that now that you see him in the flesh that you didn't maybe think you really had in Matt Boldy, but now you know and he said it's the cerebral side of the game. He thinks the game so well he can move the puck. He finds areas. He's so good at finding those soft areas, which, as you know, Kenny, that's how goal scorers score, the guys that know how to find those areas of the ice. And when he gets there, he has a venomous wrist shot, uh, and not to mention a one-timer that we've seen down here in Iowa, and now Minnesota fans have seen it. 
I think the sky is the limit for Matt Boldy. He was the guy that when he got here and produced the way he did, we were all probably thinking we may not even see him at the beginning of this season. <laughs> yeah. The injury happens in in uh, in the preseason in Minnesota. If he doesn't get injured, we may never have seen him because I know he was very, very highly regarded in the Minnesota camp after coming out of training camp and doing brilliantly. Um, so we got a little taste, but you're right. I would be flabbergasted if we ever see him again. If it is a, a trip back down, it would likely only be a conditioning uh, stint because he's an NHLer. There's no doubt about it. Ben, this is, of course, the busy time of year down at Wells Fargo Arena. You guys and also a permanent uh, tenor over there with the Wolves and what you guys go through with that. But now you got state wrestling last week, girls state basketball next week, boys state after that. Next year you also have the NCAA tournament. What's it like for the players? You know, just maybe not being able to get the same amount of ice time. You guys also go on the road during those times. But just how more difficult does it make it for the players and the organization as a whole with so much going on during these weeks? I mean, it's definitely challenging. I, I think that the biggest thing is is getting our guys in here in the morning. I mean, at parking has been the biggest headache that I've been dealing with um, just from a team services perspective because, the place is jammed. And I would also say the other side of that, as challenging as it is to have to have the parking in the morning, you know, we get our guys in here and Wells Fargo Arena takes care of us. Um, and that's something that um, I'm very grateful to because you never quite know what you're going to get from a building. Are they going to just say, well, you know, wrestling is our priority. You guys are going to have to fend for yourselves. No, like uh, Wells Fargo Arena really has taken care of us during this time. And they, they do treat us very well here, so we're super grateful for that. But uh, there obviously are challenges, logistical challenges that come with it. On the same token, after the year years now, a plural that we've had, and, and to get to be in a situation where there is that carnival atmosphere and to have hundreds of, of kids hoping for that chance at a state title running around, you, you, can, you can really sense the testosterone in the building when all the wrestlers are in here. It's a great environment. Um, and, and though we, we don't always like to be in the middle of that because we like to be doing our own thing, you can't help but have a little bit of that excitement rub off on you. And, and it is fun to see a high school sport just such a pure, pure uh, level of, of athleticism, I think. So to have that around us, uh, there's a little bit of me that goes, you know, this is neat for us to be able to be uh, down on the ground floor as all these kids are ahead of what could be some some of the biggest athletic accomplishments of their life. No, no question about it. Uh, what about postseason? What's, uh, what is the likelihood? Uh, right now, I think you're on the outside looking in, uh, but is there an opportunity, you know, if the team gets hot down the stretch and they're not far out of a playoff, I don't think. Um, but what's, what's the likelihood of postseason with a run? Uh, with a run, I would say the likelihood of a postseason is very good. And, and, and the reason I say that is, one, this year – five teams out of the central will make it. There are seven total right now. We are in six and it's a percentage points game because there is not a unified schedule yet. So it's all about win percentage and the wilder 0.21 win percentage points behind grand Rapids. Who's in sixth place. There are some head to head matchups. Yes. Awesome. Play Good. with grand Rapids. So those are huge point swings um, for those games. And the thing that I always go back to, and I've said over and over this year, and I'm going to keep saying it because I think it's the truth, and I'll be curious your thoughts on it, Kenny, in hockey and even in sports, every team usually finds a way to go on an extended run, no matter if they're dead last or if they're first in, in, in the National Hockey League or the American Hockey League. Every team finds a way to win five, six, seven in a row. The Wilds have not done that yet this year. They've had one four-game winning streak. It was back in November, and then Dewar and Boldy left for good. Injuries came, COVID came, and just the team changed 
tremendously over that time. So the, this team has not found that extended winning streak yet. I still stand by my belief that they're going to find it. And if they do, they'll find it at the right time. So it, it, it won't take much. But I, if they can go on that run, I don't think it would be – it would not be a miracle by any stretch for them to get that fourth spot, which would assure them some home games in that opening three-game set to start. It's like a play-in series for that 4-5 to get in. They could maybe sneak into three if they really go after it and say a Rockford or Milwaukee who's currently battling for that third spot if they drop off a little bit. But I, I definitely think there's a very good chance that they will have playoffs. Um, and, I, again, I think that that run's coming. <laughs> Certainly I'm hoping that run's coming. Well, let's talk about the next couple of nights. What's going on down at the well again tonight? Uh, Seven o'clock puck drop. Likewise tomorrow, Texas tonight. Uh, the Ice Hogs, Rockford in tomorrow night. Anything going on at the arena that the fans should know about? Uh, tonight it is. We're just hoping the weather stays off of us. Yeah, I saw <laughs> That's that. The big thing for right. tonight. Um, but uh, it, obviously a huge game with the Texas Stars coming into town. Um, and tomorrow night is a real big night for us. So bobblehead night tomorrow. It'll be a Connor Dewar bobblehead, uh, a good old Manitoba boy there uh, now <laughs> playing up in, in, in Minnesota yeah. with the big club. Um, so that that's a big night. Uh, first 1,500 fans in the building will get uh, a Connor Dewar bobblehead. So those are the things to look forward to. We've also got a lunchbox giveaway coming up on March 13th after a long stretch of road games for the Wild. But uh, it's a stretch run. Uh, the, the time is here. February is a little bit of the doldrums. Now that we're at the end of it, you're looking ahead at that sprint towards the playoffs, and it's a really exciting time where you will see the game start to elevate, no ev- uh, elevate in intensity now because that's just the way that this sport works. It's same in basketball. You're going to see that intensity elevate and pick up because all of a sudden, Saying the word playoffs in the locker room isn't taboo anymore. Playoff push, no doubt about it. Great stuff. When the team gets home, Ben, reach out. We'll uh, we'll promo the uh, next homestand as you guys uh, do have to vacate the premises for the state tournaments. Ben Gislason, <laughs> tonight and tomorrow night down at the well. Texas tonight, Rockford tomorrow, 7 o'clock puck drop. Thank you, Ben. Best of luck. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Ken, Trent, always a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Yeah, Thank good you. to talk to you. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. All right, good stuff out of the Iowa Wild. Big club, the Minnesota Wild. Are it, I mean, I know there's still like 30 games left. No, they're, they're, they're a playoff team. It's them and the Blues probably in the first round? Because neither is catching Colorado. No, nobody's catching Colorado. No, I don't think. Minnesota can, Minnesota can go a long way. They can. That'd be a fun series, too. Get Blues Wild right away. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And then the, and then the, uh, the Wild move on. They've got yes. a chance. I mean... Obviously, you got to get through Colorado at some point, which would be in the second round uh, if it's going to be there for them. But boy, they've got it. That's a hell of a hockey team. And this Boldy, I'm telling you, he's going to help something. out a lot. Oh, yeah. Kaprizov is Kaprizov. He's awesome. He really is. Um, you know, um, they're, they're fun to watch. We'll take a timeout. Adam Teicher will join us next. We have been asked to look into if there's anything going on with this Chiefs thing, with the Mahomes, with the Enemy. To me, it's. It's the half not ending the way, and and it's a it's an emotional game, and it kind of boiled over. But it's not the first time that it happened by any means. You don't in any see sport. a dismissal that happens because of that. No, um, that without a physical altercation, yeah, but a but a disagreement, right? We'll, we'll see. If there's we'll, more. We'll talk to Teicher next. Miller and Condon are here until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, uh, one hundred six point three. Trent Cotton here for the Urology Center of Iowa. 
KXNO listeners, you may remember this. I also want to mention Trent Condon. Listen to how excited Trent is to get a vasectomy. I was excited, Keith, and I'm still excited today. Why? No more this around my house. That peace and quiet can be a part of your home as well. Call the Urology Center of Iowa today and schedule your appointment. 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. And don't forget, the Big March College Basketball Tournament is roofing.net. Man, our equipment is just dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Iowa's pressure washer experts featuring Mighty M pressure washers. This is Jeff Egley of Washer Systems of Iowa. Our crew, led by Tony Poff and Marco Solis, can find the power washer to clean your equipment and the heater to keep your garage warm during the cold winter months. Washer Systems of Iowa, 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. An exclusive dealer of Mighty M. Online at Washer Systems. Do you remember the time that Michael Jordan won the first of his three-peat championships? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf... Houseby is an industry-leading company recognized as one of the top workplaces in Iowa. Family-owned and operated for over 50 years in Des Moines, Houseby is now looking for diesel technicians to join our growing team. Competitive pay with full benefits, including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k with company match, and more. Apply online at Houseby.com become a diesel technician. Housby is an equal opportunity employer. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Take you until noon. Trent's play of the day coming up. Uh, but right now, let's go to Kansas City, shall we? Adam Teicher, ESPN.com. He's covered the Chiefs for years uh, at the Star, now ESPN.com. Adam Trenton, Ken, thanks for finding time for us, Adam. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty well. Well, it's been anything but kind of a quiet off season, right, since the AFC Championship uh, came and went, finger-pointing, rumors afloat. What what happened? Do you think, Adam? At, at halftime, it certainly wouldn't be the first time. Uh, if there was a, a, a set to a, a verbal uh, dispute between a quarterback and a coach, or whatever sport it is, uh, wouldn't be the first time that happened. Did anything happen? Or did the enemy and Mahomes, according to your reporting, was there anything there at halftime? No, I don't know that it was that in that report that was laid out that was taken down because probably because of many inaccuracies. So I don't know that it's easy as that. I mean, I, I think there were a lot of things that happened on the field that can explain things a lot better than what might've happened in the locker room. I mean, the chiefs really messed up at the end of the first half there. Yeah. Um, that was a, 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 a death blow as it turned out. I mean, they, they really needed to get some points out of that deal and came away with nothing and then that, that the, the way they played it at the end of the game when when they were down by uh, three points and they, you know they had the first and goal on the Cincinnati five, you know, touchdown wins the game and they come away they have to kick a forty four yard field goal after being first and goal on the five yard line so a, a lot of really what happened to them happened not in the locker room at halftime but just uh, 
the things they got wrong on the field at some really crucial times. A lot of rumors that are out there, and not all tinfoil rumors, I don't think, but one of them I want to get your perspective on is Patrick Mahomes didn't look right in the second half of the game. Not a whole lot of movement there. Is there a possibility he got dinged either as some kind of leg, arm injury, whatever it is, or maybe even a concussion? I've seen that bandied about. I know there's no reporting behind it, but does that rumor at least maybe have some merit the way the second half went? Well, I mean, he, he showed up a couple of days later at the Pro Bowl and practiced yeah. and played in the Pro Bowl, you know, the next weekend. So I, I don't think there's really anything to the, any of that. I, you know, he, he looked okay, what I could tell from uh, just watching a little bit of what I saw him at the, the Pro Bowl. So, um, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not real big on those theories either. I just think the Chiefs laid a huge egg at the wrong time. And I think there are people looking for a smoking gun here, mm-hmm. something that, that may, can give an easy explanation to it. But I just don't know there's a whole lot there. You know, it's 2022, and obviously he's Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City or the KC uh, area, and he's he's larger than life, right? He's uh, in a lot of people's mind now that Brady is gone and Rodgers might be on his way out. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the face uh, of the league. Is, is he? Does he feel the um, not the walls closing in on him? I mean, how much leeway does he get in Kansas City? I, I have to think it's very difficult for Patrick Mahomes to. You know, to do anything in 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 Kansas City, um, and that's got to be, I would think, a detriment. What's it like to be Patrick Mahomes? Do you think in that area? Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine right? I mean, uh, that. You know, he, he, it's it's got to be a tough existence, but you know, it, it's been the same for others. You know, other top pro athletes over the years, not just in Kansas City, but elsewhere. It, it's it, it's a thing. You're living in a fishbowl, mm-hmm. and it's tough to to live your life the way you and I and everybody else live it. You know, it's just kind of a, a crazy thing, but this is the life that they've chosen for themselves. And um, so, but it, that doesn't make it any easier, but uh, you know, he, he's a pro athlete or this or the um, son of a pro athlete. So he kind of yeah, knew what point. he was getting into here. And I do think he's got the, the uh, you know, the temperament and the, uh, you know, the, the ability to handle this kind of thing. So, um, you know, his dad was certainly never a player on the level he's at now, but his dad did play in some tough places, you know, New York and, and places like that. So, uh, um, you know, he, he does have some experience in just growing up and watching all that. So, But I, I think he's, if anybody's um, equipped to handle this, it's Patrick Mahomes. Seems like uh, some people have gone too far when they bring the family into it, right? Particularly his wife, and, and I know that that was a, you know, the the, the champagne thing. I'd have been pissed if I was below it, uh, regardless of how crazy yeah. a cheese fan as I was. But it seems like they go to people go too far when they when they bring his wife and his family, the immediate family, into it, Adam. Yeah, no, that's way over the line. I agree, hundred percent. And you know, I will say that I, I think his family brings some of it on themselves with some of the things they do on social media. I mean, it's okay not to put everything on social media. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's yep. an acceptable way to live your life. Uh, but um, that still doesn't justify some of the things that are said and done online. And it's just an ugly world that um, I, I feel like they'd be better off staying out of it. But um, that's their choice. Yep. If they want to continue to share some things online, um, you know, that's they're, they're probably – um, you know, they're, they're, it's within their right to do it. The brother, Jackson, there's been a lot with him. There's been, uh, just yesterday I saw a report of uh, some business calling him out for a sham business that he set up. 
the brother, I don't know. There's a lot of odd stories here, and I'm not as deep into it as you, Adam, and I'm going to guess at this point in your career you don't want to be following a bunch of people on on TikTok and Instagram, but uh, unfortunately I guess that's part of the world right now. What about the brother part of it, and could you see this becoming a, a bigger issue going forward? Yeah, um, I, I don't follow it that closely because it's not Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it, it, it becomes an issue only if and when you, you start to think that it does affect him. And I, I just can't say that I see that yet. I mean, yeah, he had a terrible second half against the Bengals, but he had a brilliant first half. So if it was affecting him in the second half, why wasn't it affecting him in the first half? You know, he played a brilliant game the week before against the Bills. So I just don't think it really is a, a game, a, a situation where it is affecting him. I you know, I, I feel like he's got th- those blinders on at times. And uh, you know, while my advice to him would be to to uh, you know stay off of social media and and ask the people around you, you know, in your inner circle to to do the same thing, um, who who am I to tell him that? You know, and, and who am I to say he can't block this thing up? But when it does, uh, certainly then it becomes a story. But I just don't think we're at that part uh, that point yet where you can say, well, you know, all these things he's got going on and the commercials and everything else, it's just dragging him down. I, I don't I don't think we're at that point. I, I don't see that. Nor do I. Adam Teicher from ESPN.com. He covers the Kansas City Chiefs and has for decades. He's with us here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Uh, Adam, with the success they've had, uh, and there's been a long, uh, there's been long runs, obviously, only the one title so far. Uh, the AFC's not getting any easier. You mentioned those last two games. You saw Burrow and Allen, two young quarterbacks. You got another young, I think, uh, up and coming star in the same division. No, not Drew Locke. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, with, with the Chargers. Um, but this, it's not easy to get out of the AFC. Might the Chiefs be starting to enter Atlanta Braves mid 90s territory where they get close but just can't get over? Yeah, I mean, they might. I mean, um, you know, the, you know, a couple of things with that. First of all, um, you know, I, I think we might be looking, the Chiefs might be regretting going to four straight AFC championships and having only one yeah. Super Bowl championship to show for it. Um, you know, they, hey, it's tough to win those games, but still, um, you know, I think they may look at that as kind of their window when there was no huge competition around the AFC. You know, they were kind of got in at the end of the New England era, right at the tail end, and, and, but now things are looking up for the AFC, and, and the, you know you, people often compare them. Or a couple of years ago said, "Well, this is going to be like a New England-like run for the Chiefs here coming up." Well, the, one of the big differences between New England you know, over the last twenty years and the Chiefs now and going into the future is that you know the AFC never had a really good team for a long period of time, other than New England. I mean, there really were no. Um, you know, teams that that consistently put together good teams. Uh, you know, Denver had a couple yeah. good teams over those years when New England was on its. You know, when Brady was their quarterback, and Pittsburgh had a couple good teams. Baltimore had a couple good teams, but there was never this these teams that you saw out there that were going to be real problems for them over the long run. And now, um, I, you know, there are some rivals for the Chiefs. Um, certainly, um, you know, if Cincinnati, with all the cap space they got, the full complement of draft picks, if they're smart, they're going to be good for a while. Now, that bears watching because the Bengals have historically done the wrong thing and the cheap thing, and, and uh, it's brought their franchise down. So let's let's see where they go from here. But certainly the, the resources that are available there to – to make a, a good long run, and, and Buffalo the same thing. I mean, they've got uh, a lot of 
good players there, certainly the quarterback in place. So, uh, I mean, this, it's great from a fan standpoint. I mean, this is going to be fun to watch coming up. But in terms of a, a potential Chiefs dynasty or anything like that, um, yes, this is going to be pretty difficult for them. And, uh, you know, even within the AFC West, I mean, uh, you look at what New England did over that 20-year period. Right. For most of that time, Buffalo was terrible and the Jets were terrible and Miami was terrible. Oh. And New England was basically scheduled into six wins every year, and they, they just needed to basically play a little bit over 500 outside the division, and they had the first seed in the playoffs. Um, that's not going to be the case. The, the, AFC, the teams in the AFC West aren't laying down for the Chiefs. Um, I, I'm not sure where the Raiders are going, but I like the head coaching move they made with their coaching staff. Um, I think the Broncos outside a quarterback, uh, admittedly a very important uh um, position. I like where the Broncos are going. I, I think that's a pretty strong roster, particularly on defense. Mm-hmm. And then um, um, the Chargers have the quarterback in place and a lot of a lot of good younger players. And uh, I think that's been one of the underachieving teams in the league. And so I think the potential is there to be a, a strong um, competitor to the Chiefs over the next several years. So uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a much difficult, more difficult road if the Chiefs are going to win a bunch of Super Bowls than they have so far. Bills come and do, obviously, with the huge contract extension for Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have a lot of movement there. Brett Veach has done a very nice job in the past of manipulating, and he's going to have to continue, including what he did the other day, releasing Anthony Hitchens, the former Hawkeye, on his way out. How much uh, do you anticipate how much movement needs to be done here trying to create cap space going forward, not just this year, but in the future? Yeah, they'll have some uh, things to do. I mean, they, they've got to, uh, you know, they've got, they've got cap room, but not to do all the things they want to do. You know, re-sign Orlando Brown, for instance, uh, probably re-sign uh, Tyra Matthew, maybe some of the other guys. So we'll see where it goes in that regard. But uh, um uh, they they do have some work to do. You know, that one thing the Chiefs are careful of. I mean, they could clear a lot of cap room if they want, but that that would just shift the burden to next year and, and future years. So uh, they they've sort of been careful not to go overboard um, in 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 pushing their chips into the table in any one year at the at the cost of hurting themselves down the road. So I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to go crazy with the amount of cap room they can they create for themselves. I think they'll um, do what they need to do right away, but um, probably won't be able to be big spenders once this thing gets started. Uh, Adam Teicher from the if ESPN.com, formerly the Kansas City Star, where he wrote for decades. Hey, last thing uh, before we let you go, Ryan Poles, uh, what, are, what are Bears fans, um, what can they expect uh, from uh, the new Poles regime in Chicago? Yeah, sharp guy. I mean, uh, um, really uh, has that, that good eye for talent that you're looking for and uh, – um, you know, he's never been the boss, so you always wonder when a guy gets yeah. promoted how he's going to do in a new role, and that's the one area where I wonder, you know, um, how how he's going to do and what kind of learning curves there's going to be for all this. So that that's the one area. But other than that, I mean, the guy's got a great eye for talent. He's certainly been a a key part of what the Chiefs have built here. So uh, I mean, he was here with the Chiefs going back before Andy Reid and Brett Veach got here. So he, he's um, you know he he's been a part of this from the start. This current run that the Chiefs are on, he's been a part of it. And uh, um, so I, I think he'll do well uh, with, with the Bears for sure. Adam, thanks for doing this for us. We appreciate it. We uh, love our conversations with you. Thank you very much. 
Hey, anytime, guys. Good to talk to you. Adam Teicher, ESPN.com, as we check in on the Chiefs. Well, um, we're going to kind of catch you off guard. 515-284-5966. We're going to do Claxons right now for the weekend because we're at a... I, we're we're yeah. at the chicken coop tomorrow. Do we want to bring Claxons into the, you know, you know so that, we're going to do it right now. First four of you, if you haven't played in 30 days, whether you've won or whether you haven't, Claxons Barbecue Giveaway right now, 515-284-5966. Usually happens on Friday. We're going to give you four games and a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, uh, you'll win a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 The phone line's open. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in Claxons Barbecue Giveaway a day early on Miller & Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Iowa.gov. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. KXNO listeners, you may remember this. I also want to mention Trent Condon. Listen to how excited Trent is to get a vasectomy. I was excited, Keith, and I'm still excited today. Why? No more this around my house. That peace and quiet can be a part of your home as well. Call the Urology Center of Iowa today and schedule your appointment. 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. And don't forget, the big March college basketball tournament is... Use them, we trust them. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never-frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale, and West Des Moines. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Well, I hear this song, this, this uh, intro. I feel like if you're going home for the weekend. Got another day in front of you. We do, and we'll just spend that, uh, those two hours, at least that we're on the air at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Oral Labor Road. Trent and I will be broadcasting our show live tomorrow at the Chicken Coop. If you don't have lunch plans, love to see you if you're in that uh, part of uh, Central Iowa. Well, Ryan, Nick, Curtis, and Mike, I'm going to give you the tiebreaker ahead of time so you can put your thinking caps on and get out your calculator. The tiebreaker is going to be Keegan Murray. Isaiah Brockington, A.J. Green, and Tucker DeVries. Their total points this weekend combined. That's a fun one. I like that. It's going to require some math, T.C. You yeah. up to it? Oh, I can You got a that. calculator on your phone, right? It's, it's not going to be that difficult. No, we're not, I guess we're not. not. We're not breaking down NCAA net numbers here. We're not talking about efficiency numbers. We're adding four numbers together. Uh, and so we've used the Ken Palm line, or the, uh, I guess, expected line. Let's get to Ryan first of all. Ryan, uh, welcome to Claxon's Giveaway. Of course, Claxon's 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Online, claxonbbq.com. How are you, Ryan? Excellent. How about you guys? Good, thank you. The Hawks are a 12.5-point favorite Friday night in Lincoln. No Hawks. Loyola, 
uh, is a two and a half point favorite at the McLeod Center on Saturday. Let's go Loyola. Iowa State or K State? Pick them. K State. Drake's at home. They host Southern Illinois, and Drake is a seven and a half point favorite. Take in Drake. All right, total points for these four. Keegan, Isaiah, A.J. Green, Tucker DeVries. They will combine to score how many points this weekend closest without going over? I will go 192. That's a lot of points. Uh, Ryan, thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, guys. Yep, you have a good one. hope the tiebreaker is not uh, needed for you. <laughs> well, That's a lot of points. 192, that's uh, just shy of 50 apiece. 48 well. per? Maybe they're going to look. Some of these guys are you going to have know. career days. Nick is next. Hello, Nick. Kenny, how are you? Good, thank you. Uh, the Hawks, 12 and a half over Nebraska. Uh, give me the points. Take the Hawks. Take, uh, you're, you're taking Iowa. You're giving the points? Yeah, sorry. Take gotcha. The Hawks. Yep. Uh, Loyola, two and a half at UNI. Uh, we'll do the Panthers. Taking, Iowa, uh, taking UNI. Iowa State or K State? Pick them. Go Cyclones. Drake is a seven and a half point favorite over Illinois. Ah, uh, give me Illinois. Keegan Murray, Isaiah Brockington, AJ Green, Tucker DeVries will combine to score how many points closest without going over? I'm going to say 154. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. You have a good weekend. Uh, Curtis is next. Hello, Curtis. Hello. Uh, I was a 12 and a half point favorite at Nebraska, Curtis. Iowa. Loyola gives two and a half to you and I at the McLeod Center. You and I. Iowa State or K-State? Pick them. Iowa State. Drake, seven and a half over Southern Illinois. Uh, let's go Drake. Murray, Keegan, Brockington, Green, and DeVries combined to score how many points? 115. Thanks, Curtis. Have a good weekend. And uh, Mike brings Claxons to a close. Hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, Lo- uh, first of all, Iowa, 12.5-point favorite at Nebraska. Uh, I guess I'll go with Iowa. Okay, Loyola is a 2.5-point favorite at UNI. Uh, Panthers. Clones or K-State? Pick them. Uh, Cyclones. Drake is a 7.5-point favorite over Illinois. Oh, shoot. Uh, Drake. Drake it is. Keegan Murray, Isaiah Brocking today, Jay Green, Tucker DeVries combining to score how many points this weekend? Four. Four it is. Yeah. You just won the tiebreaker, Mike, if it's needed, I think. Anyways, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good day. Yep, yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Claxon's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Had some high guesses there. What would you have guessed? 70. I was going to go 79. 79. One big performance obviously can throw that off, but yeah. I wasn't going over 80. No, I don't think I would have either. That's 20 per. You yeah, got a 192, a 154, a 115, and Mike with a four. Um, yeah, Mike, well, well done. Any uh, consensus? Anybody? Everybody? One, and it's tomorrow night. Is it everybody in Lincoln? On the Hawks, twelve and a half. So, what does that number have to be for you to grab Nebraska? If I give you a sixteen right now, I, I won't bet the locals. So it could be it could be forty. <laughs> okay. If take that away, okay. What's the number that would make um, you think? The way I was playing, twenty. I gotta give him twenty points. Eighteen and yeah. a half. Eighteen. Nebraska just looks like they have quit. They're terrible. They're terrible. And it's eighteen million dollars to buy out Hoiberg. Yeah. 
cost of doing business? That's a lot of runses. Yeah, it's a lot of runses. All right, let's see if we can make our listeners some runses with our Circa Play of the Day or your Circa Play of the Day. Started out the week real well. Yeah, hot. Everybody gets these streaks, mm-hmm. Trent. Everybody does. Not seeing it right now. Just, it happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not discouraged. Won a little money on See, I'd like, I think Safety was the right play last night. Yeah. I mean, the game goes to overtime, double OT. I handicapped it well. It mm-hmm. was a circle spot. Thought I had the right side throughout. Oh, I did, too. Took an L. It's going to happen. Yep. I had a lot of them that was a half point off. And just, those runs are going to happen. When you certainly do the volume of games that I do, yeah. there's going to be these streaks. And this is another one for new betters. And we got a lot of those now, these days here in the state. You're going to have, even professionals, even people that do this for a living, they're going to have weeks where they're not hitting. And you just tr- either mm-hmm. stay true, see what you need to tweak, mm-hmm. you keep going back to the well and, and believe in your process. And for college basketball, I believe in my process. I'm not scared. I'm not discouraged. And thank goodness for the Iowa State women last night because there was a betting line out there for that. <laughs> and we hit that one as they cruised to a victory and hit like 17 threes in the game. Tonight... No women's action, though. I did look. Iowa Rutgers, there is a line for that one tonight as I was out in New Jersey. No bet on that one. First of all, Ohio State. They shouldn't have beat Indiana. Indiana was a better side earlier this week when those two mm-hmm. teams yeah, they got were. together. I agree. Now you got Illinois, still playing for a conference title. Land just six against a Buckeye team not playing well. I'm grabbing the Illini in that one. Game two, late night tonight. Well, not that late. Eight o'clock. San Francisco. Really good advanced metric team. When they play bad teams, they blow them out. That's why advanced metrics like them. They get the Zags. Played well for a half against Gonzaga earlier this year. I know a lot of people want to see the Dons pull this one off. I just can't see it. Ten points is the number. Going to lay it with Gonzaga. Oregon tonight grabbing three points there at home against UCLA. Doesn't it seem like the time Dana Altman usually is pushing the right Mm. buttons, getting his team starting to play their better basketball. I'll grab the three with Oregon. And wrap it up, uh, something a little earlier in Conference USA. Marshall, Mid-Tennessee State. Some injuries there, concerns there. I'm going to grab six and a half with the Thundering Herd tonight early, and I think that might be a CBS Sports Network game. Uh, Did you see the better at FanDuel who put together a parlay, spent a dollar and ten cents? Know what he hit it for? Dollar ten. Dollar ten got back hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred and something thousand dollars. Someday. Five hundred and thirty two thousand dollars for his dollar and ten cent bet. So was he doing like the first uh, score of the game, NBA uh, ones? Let me see I, if I can bring it up. You here. notice we've seen a lot of those, it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Where you parlay four, five, six guys to score the first bucket of an NBA game, and this was none of them. This was all on on the teams themselves. Just a regular bet, wow. and it was the it was the uh, Iowa Michigan State League. Okay. Thir- Jesus, what a what a what a ticket! That's once in a lifetime. Enjoy it because it'll never happen to whoever that person is uh, again. You can afford a lot of tickets at a dollar a piece, though. <laughs> After you hit a $500,000 one? Yeah, I'll say. Uh, I'm unbelievable. All right, so tomorrow we are at uh, the Chicken Coop out mm-hmm. in Ankeny. Uh, if you're looking, if you uh, work in that part of the city or uh, in the area and you're looking for some great food, chicken wings are outstanding. Well, the entire menu is, but their chicken wings are superb. Uh, Trent and I will be there doing our show from 10 until noon. What have you got tonight? Have you got a night off? Uh, yeah, I got a night off tonight and... Getting ready for next week. Girls' State brackets are out. We'll get going with our coverage starting Monday afternoon over on the Bull and culminate with the 5A title game Friday night, also at 96.9 the Bull. Good stuff. Well, Murph and Andy, they'll be here in an hour and five minutes. Of course, the Fanatics at three again. The Iowa Wild 
They're home tonight. They're home tomorrow. 7 o'clock puck drop both nights before they head on the road for, well, an extended road trip with the girls and the boys taking over Wells Fargo Arena. That's going to do it for us. Appreciate you being here. We're Miller and Condon weekdays from 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.